Hello and welcome to the Aaliyah Yoga Podcast. Aaliyah here, your BFF on the spiritual journey, here to navigate alongside you the growth edges that we all come up against along the way. Before we get into the episode, I want to share a couple of things with you. I want to share my reflection of recording the podcast with my grandma. I want to share with you a breathwork technique that I'm working with. And I also want to share with you about something really exciting that's in the works. And it has to do with the yoga and meditation retreats that are happening. One is happening in Tulum next week. And the next one is in Guatemala in March. This is a very special episode with my grandma. So when I sat down with my grandma, so funny because I was like, okay, I'm going to ask her all of the burning questions. I'm going to ask her, you know, all of these things and get these responses from her. And I went into the situation trying to control so much Uh, throughout the course of the interview, I was like, okay, where does the magic live in these talks that I have with my grandma? What actually came through is like, I want to share like an intimate conversation with my grandma where I'm able to open up and just be myself and kind of express my worries and my fears and to have that sounding board and that person that's just there for you. So, you know, about 20 minutes, I was just like, interviewing her like these questions so formal and then about halfway through I was like okay let's just like move from the heart I think that after recording the episode and listening to it back and editing I am just blown away by the difference between coming from my head coming from this is what I want this podcast to look like versus coming from my heart like let me just be who I am, where I am, what I am today, and let this be a vulnerable conversation with um, my grandma, with anybody else who comes on the podcast. I also want to talk to you about my yoga practice. So today, my yoga practice has been primarily pranayama, so breath work. And the ways that I've been thinking about breath work are that the stomach is like a balloon. So thinking about the gravity that surrounds us, actually inhaling comes supernaturally. Like if we just relax our bodies, the inhale should be able to come in, fill you up, fill a buoyancy. And then the exhale is actually where we have to exert. So you can imagine pulling your belly button to your spine, engaging your core to send the breath out, like squeezing a balloon, squeezing the air out. Then when it comes time for the inhale, releasing the grip of that balloon, so letting your stomach relax, and then the air will just naturally fill you up. It's so interesting because I think about this in the context of teaching a yoga class where we're constantly cueing, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. And I've been really playing around with this idea of letting the inhale happen naturally, letting the exhale be where we're doing the work. And I see this um, painting a thread through everything that happens in life, right? We don't have to reach and grab to become full. What we need to do, what we can do, what we have the privilege of being able to do is soften into the experience and let the air fill us up, knowing that we're already full 
And when you take fullness from fullness, still fullness remains. So I wanted to share that with you because that was my entire yoga practice this morning was just imagining my like feeling my belly relax and then imagining air floating in through my body, creating this buoyancy, expanding 360 in every direction, and then exhaling to engage through my core like I'm squeezing a balloon. And just really consciously following that inhale and the exhale, just imagining stomach like a balloon. And I think that's nice to mention because we can have this idea like our yoga practice needs to look like X, Y, and Z every day. And for my Ashtanga folk, certainly you you do need to bang out a certain amount of those postures to call it a practice. Um, but for most of us in our day-to-day, it's going to look different. It's going to look like meditation. It's going to look like going for a walk. It's going to look like taking care of yourself in whatever way that that looks like. So a lot of times I hear people talking to me about yoga saying, oh, I'm not good at yoga or I, you know, I'm, I don't know how to do it when really it's just a state of mindfulness, Uh, mindfulness in things that you're doing, whether it be gently moving your body or doing a big workout, deadlifting, um, whether it be the things that you're doing, like cooking yourself a meal or reading a book getting your work done, can all exist in the space of yoga. The The word yoga, to yoke, to bring together, is just to bring our mind and our body into a compassionate alliance so that we're able to breathe as we're doing the things that we're doing. In Buddhist schools for children, the first thing that they teach them is not the ABCs, it's not, cut. well, maybe they don't, to the ABCs anyways. It's not like numbers and letters and things like that. The first thing they teach them in the school is to breathe. And so that I think is the center point of practice because when your mind is going, you need to give it breath so that there can be space in between the thoughts. I've been having moments the past couple days just waking up anxious and I notice, I'm like, whoa, I'm not breathing. Why? (laughs) So adding in the breath, because when we're not breathing, we're telling our bodies that we're being attacked. And so our brain is using logic to try to think of all the ways that we're being attacked. And it's just not helpful. It's just not. What is helpful is breath, adding breath to that. So adding breath and mindfulness. And this brings me to the last thing I want to mention before we get into the conversation with my grandma, which is that there's something very exciting in the works to be on the lookout for. And that has to do with the yoga and meditation retreats that are happening. So I will keep you guys posted about more information. Basically, we're going to be launching a website, launching a brand that encompasses all of the yoga and meditation retreats, gives you a space online to go and look at everything you need to look at so that you know when the next one is coming, how to sign up, details, yada, yada, yada. And maybe some merch. We are toying around with the idea of a shirt that says, Changing the World with Warrior (laughs) 2. And it's just, it's just amazing. So 
Anyways, back to talking about the retreats. So the first retreat that we're doing is in Tulum. It's next week, Sensual Self-Inquiry. We've got a group of amazing embodied women who are absolute badasses in their professions and also want to take a pause, want to take a step back, want to take just a moment to reflect. So thinking about you know, we're moving through life, we're moving through life. Like my grandma says in this podcast, a moving target is hard to hit. So imagining where you are now is where you want it to be, you know, take a few steps back. That's where you want it to be. Um, So stepping into a retreat container really gives you the opportunity to reflect, give yourself grace, and then think about where you want to go moving forward. So I'll have more details about how that retreat goes, more content pictures online. Um, and then I also wanted to mention the Guatemala retreat, which is happening in March of 2024. It's going to be on Lake Atitlan in Guatemala in this beautiful yoga shala. We're going to be taking water taxis to all the towns around the lake. We're going to be hiking the mezcal ceremony, and yoga and meditation. So just wanted to highlight those things. I will be giving more information as the website rolls out. So let's get into the conversation with my grandma. I'm sitting here with one of my favorite people on the earth, my grandma, Grandma Phyllis. Hi, Aaliyah. (laughs) Hi, Grandma. I I know personally, like, I always want to tell you everything. <laughs> we all do. You're kind of like this vault, this <laughs> safe of, like, all the grandchildren, everyone. We can tell you anything, all of our deepest, darkest secrets, everything that we're struggling with. And we just know that you are just going to hold it with such compassion and not, you know, tell anybody else what we're saying. Um, but it's, like, one of the most pure... Um, experiences that I've had with just like this very nurturing, uh, maternal energy. Um, so I, you know, I'm constantly always wanting to, to tell you my secrets. <laughs> good, good. Keep them coming. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, I know I've, you know, confided in you throughout my life. Um, and I think it feels nice to, to be heard in, you know, whatever I'm going through, whatever I'm struggling with, because you've seen, you've gone through like these big aspects of life that I'm still, and so many of us are still really navigating and having this like greater perspective, being able to look at things and give, you know, advice or insight of like, you know, it's not, it's not such a big deal. Like when we're in it, when we're in the struggle, it can feel like so big. So what, what, what would you say to me? What would you say to, what would you say to someone who is, you know, trying to figure things out and, you know, experiencing self-doubt, experiencing, um, you know, not knowing if, if it can be possible. I think like as we're becoming adults, we come up against so many layers of self-doubt and feeling like we need to be a certain way what has helped you move out of that and then what would you tell um, somebody who's going through a transitional time where they're coming up against any doubt 
Well, first of all, I think that that relationship is the greatest gift of my life. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm really not an advice giver, <laughs> more a listener. Sometimes just um, being able to voice concerns and difficulties that you're going through so that you yourself hear them out loud can help you figure out what path to try. It might not be the right one right then. But you'll try different ones. And all you need to do that, to be adventuresome on that path, I think, is support. So sweet. <laughs> I, I definitely feel so much support from you. And, and no judgment either. I think that's, that's a huge thing that is um, what makes you feel like such a safe space for everyone to, to come to <laughs> and hide our secrets away. Well, that is the gift of the uniqueness of each one of you guys. What do you mean? Each one of you is very unique in the things that we talk about and or what you're going through is unique to you. It's special to you. I remember sitting at the table and I was telling you, like, I am just kind of like a conflicted person generally. Like, I have this, like, authentic desire for freedom and expression and at the same time, a deep need for stability. So those kind of run counter to each other. But as I'm going through the world, as I'm adventuring, um, and also feeling the need for stability, I remember sitting at the table and um, you looked at me and you were like, I remember when I was just like you, <laughs> when I wanted to have it all. And I was like, what did you do? And you were like, I went out and I had it all. <laughs> And that was like one of, I, I carry that with me all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's great. What is on your heart as you're journeying into, into your later years? You are 89 and feeling fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, uh, for me, it's a gratitude of all that surrounds me, all the love, all the, all the, all you guys, all the kids, all the now great grandkid, another one coming. Oh, that sustains me, nourishes me, uh, gives me the, the courage really to, to do things. What is your experience like with grief? How do you navigate it? I must say, I don't navigate it very well. But uh, it's there and it has to be dealt with. And, uh, you know, I'm sustained by the other side of grief, which is, you know, the, the life that's all around me and that nourishes me. What helps in the day-to-day to stay in that place of gratitude? I mean, just uh, appreciating, like, the fact we're sitting here having this interchange and this conversation and... Um, I can look up and see I have a thing that puts pictures on of the family that I can wake up to in the morning and go to sleep to at night. Um, So surrounding me with the things that I love. What do you feel like is the legacy that you've created? Like you are the the matriarch (laughs) of this big, (laughs) of this big family. Like we all absolutely adore you like you are like the center of our universe (laughs) we all rotate around you what you obviously like having a family has been um a huge part of your legacy well 
Sounds like a big, big project. <laughs> I don't know. I just, um, you know, I'm, I, I try to do the best I can in all situations. I try to be honorable, uh, truthful, um, understanding, supportive, and um, let all of that kind of flow through me when I'm in a relationship. Mm. Every level has another devil. Like every time, or angel, how you look at it, <laughs> or angel, that's the truth. Um, and yeah, I feel like I'm in this metamorphosis of like becoming like so with so much effort trying to peel back anything that holds me back from from being who I want to be, who I know that I am uh, becoming. But it certainly doesn't come without its, you know, doubts and fears. And, yeah, to have somebody like you who is able to, you know, be there for me and reflect back to me that, hey, you know, life isn't, it doesn't have to be so serious. Like, you don't have to carry around all of this weight. Like, it can so feel like there's a right or a wrong way to do something when in reality it's just like everybody has to just, you know, follow their heart. It's also to know yourself. And then to make the right decisions for yourself. It's out of those experiences. Totally. That's about growing up. (laughs) (laughs) And you are a positive person. You elude so much love and caring. It's going to carry you a long, long way. Thanks, Grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Etc. (laughs) I have to keep bringing in like trust and perspective because otherwise like I'm going to be afraid and then stop. (laughs) I think you said the right word, which was trust. Learning to trust in yourself and your decisions and go for them. You know, you've been in situations for years now. You've been in school. You've been under some of a lot of other decision makers in your life and now here you are it's like the 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 rose that's been a bud and it's about to start opening up and it's not only beautiful but it's also fragrant and it it feeds everything around it it's beauty you always make mistakes yeah you do things i should have done it a different way or oh i forgot to do that or the other but you just okay chalk it out Keep on going. You know what they say, a moving target is hard to hit. <laughs> yeah. I think I have a huge uh, appreciation of how lucky I am to be surrounded by all this love and care and support. Uh, I, I mean, you guys, all you guys, just come through 300% for me. I just feel so supported. But you're you're just on your you you're just on your way. The path is right. It's kind of you know, windy, but it's way there in front of you. And you're down here at the bottom, about to get up there. So you know the enthusiasm that you have will carry you all the way up there. <laughs> so I'll I'll hold on to the enthusiasm and not and not dwell or romanticize the losses along the way. Yeah, yeah, losses are, you know, just a piece of it. 
path is still going on. You know, you can stop and pick some flowers along the way if you need to pause and then continue on. It's really nice way up there. <laughs> Keep plugging away to get up there. <laughs> it offers you um, what I would say right now is a lot of contentment. Mm. Also, it, uh, it becomes a part of your big adventure rather than being so very, very, very serious about it. It's like, wow, you look at all these. It's a smorgasbord. You get to pick and choose. Some of the stuff won't taste so good, but you move on to the next dish. Do you do you feel mm-hmm. like you have um, a strong faith? Yes. Yes. What does what does faith look like to you? Oh, I think it's probably love. I think that would be the only word I could think of. Uh, you know, to have that uh, positive faith, you have to surround yourself with positivity. And lots of love. Yeah, love is one of the most potent experiences. And you are like the human embodiment of love. (laughs) (laughs) Feels good. (laughs) What is something that you want to say to anybody who's listening to this? And then what is your um, prayer to the universe? Well, first of all, I would say I love that you have asked me to do this. It's a very special relationship between you and I, special time between you and I. Um, I mean, I think people try to do the best they can and to, um, and to acknowledge that for yourself, that you're all on the way, trying to do the best you can in every way. And... Um... Do you have anything to say to all of your fans? <laughs> you know, just that I love them. <laughs> Give me a lot of support and strength. <laughs> mm-hmm. And people need to know the potential in you. <laughs> it's there and it just shines out all the time. And maybe someday you'll get to look in a mirror and see it come back at you and it'll carry you through all those hard times. That's so sweet. Now that's the truth. You're a very special person. Mm, big Grammy. You're gonna make me cry. I'm crying. Oh, don't cry. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Thank you for tuning into this very special episode with my grandma, Grandma Phyllis. <laughs> maybe we can get her back on the pod, um, and you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll send out some place where we can we can all put our questions. You can have questions from your fans. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Wherever you are, I hope you're having a great, great day. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye.